0: Welcome to Christ Church Anglican. We hope that you were blessed by today's sermon. Hallelujah! Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Hallelujah! In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. I want to take a moment just to thank the music ministry for all the hard work they've done this week, night after night, and uh, for all of you acolytes and lay readers who have been coming in to help us have a wonderful Holy Week. And uh, I want to welcome all of the uh, relatives who have come back, uh, children of uh, parishioners. Uh, y'all are all looking sleek and well-fed, so I think things are going well wherever you are. Uh, glad you're with us, and welcome. I'm so glad you could celebrate the resurrection with us today, because today we celebrate the conclusion of the single most important event in the history of man, the death of And resurrection of jesus christ the son of god what christ won for us by his death he guarantees by his resurrection and he did all of this for you and me so that by his resurrection we who have been separated from god by sin could have the opportunity to be reunited with our heavenly father and live a new life that begins the moment we give our lives to jesus But before we get to the resurrection, let's back up to Good Friday for just a second because uh, we tend to think that Good Friday was just about somebody dying on our behalf. But there was a lot more to it because it was God himself dying on our behalf in order to make us, make it possible for us to be reconnected to God, to be adopted by the Father. First Peter says, he personally carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. By his wounds, you were healed. That's more than just dying on your behalf, okay? Um, in our terminology, and you hear a lot of sermons that equate someone jumping on a hand grenade. They'll tell some story about jumping on a hand grenade, and, and that's what Jesus did for us. Well, Jesus, that's not bad, believe me. I celebrate it, and that is the greatest love that one man can show for another. Uh, And Memorial Day is the day we really memorialize and remember that. But something greater is happening today. It's more than just jumping on a hand grenade. It is dying so that we can have the life of the person who jumped on the hand grenade. Okay. Jesus took what we deserved so that we could have what he deserved. On the cross, Jesus took everything that separates us from God and the punishment it carried. He took to himself all that is heinous and hateful as humanity's corruption poured over him. And on the cross, Christ's entire being came to be sin in the Father's sight. Wave after wave of our sin was poured over Christ's sinless soul. Again and again during those three hours, his soul recoiled and convulsed. As all our lies, our infidelity, our hatred, our gossip, our jealousy, our murders, and pride were poured upon his purity. And he became the focus of the Father's wrath, not because the Father hated the Son, but because the Father hates sin. And only God himself and Jesus could withstand the punishing wrath focused on the sin of the world. Jesus took everything we deserved And exchanged it, offering us everything he deserves as the Son of God. You see, at the cross, and there's a sheet outside you can take with you. Jesus was punished so that we could be forgiven. Jesus was made sin so that we could be made righteous. Jesus was rejected so that we could be accepted. Jesus was cut off so that we could be joined to God. Jesus bore our shame so that we could share his glory. Jesus was wounded so that we could be healed. Jesus became poor so that we could share his wealth. Jesus became a curse so that we could receive his blessing. Jesus died our death so that we could share his life. All of this was made possible because before even the beginning of the world, God in Christ was willing to offer his life as a substitute on the very cross that was meant for you and me. The Bible tells us that the wages of sin is death. This is so because sin separates us from the source of life, God. All that Jesus did, he did so that we could be reconnected with the source of life. You know, as Paul says, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us. So that in him we we might become the righteousness of God. Do you ever understand that? Do you understand that as a follower of Jesus, you are the righteousness of God? Today we celebrate the resurrection. And you might ask, well, what does that accomplish or do that Friday didn't already do? Well, the resurrection... Puts God's stamp of approval on everything that happened on Friday. Uh, there is the new life that Jesus won for us. The life Jesus promised. The life lived in the book of Acts. The life described in the epistles. This is life empowered and directed by God. The resurrection that we celebrate today secures and guarantees forever what Jesus paid for at the cross. When Jesus rose from the dead, he became the living guarantee that the life he won for us on the cross is real and available to all who believe in him. And because Jesus is fully God and fully man, he in his very person keeps the door open between God and man and he will not let it be closed. Have you ever worried what would happen if man turned from God like in the Garden of Eden and we were separated from God like in the old days? Well, here's the deal. Man and God are held together in Jesus Christ. As St. Augustine says, wherever God is, there is Jesus Christ, both fully God and fully human, participating in the divine work of the Trinity. So you can sin as Adam did and not be thrown out of the garden. All you have to do is turn and repent. And because Jesus holds God and man together there is always a way for you to ask the father for forgiveness there is always a way for you to to repent and be forgiven it's so important to understand that jesus not only did that work on good friday and at the resurrection on today but he continues that work every day holding us and god together In John 10.10, Jesus said, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Now, he was talking to people who were living and walking around. And so, what did he mean? Well, what he meant was, is that they were disconnected from true life. They were like orphan children who didn't know their father and did not know that they were actually long lost heirs of a great kingdom. Jesus came to make it possible for your spirit to be in communion with the Holy Spirit. And God's spirit comes to live in all who believe. You see, this life is not one we can live on our own. Under our own power or by our own righteousness. If that was possible, then Jesus would not have needed to die for us. On our own, though, we are too broken by sin to be able to fix ourselves. This is why it's so important that you never let the world tell you who you are. It's like... Asking a broken clock what time it is. On our own, we are too broken to be able to fix ourselves. In fact, the only way I can live this new life is to die with Christ and be raised with him. It is the risen Christ alive in me who makes this new life possible. And in fact, not only is he with me, he lives this new life through me. That's why Paul writes to the Galatians I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. When Christ was crucified, my old life was crucified with him. When Christ rose from the grave, my new life, my eternal life rose with him. And that new and eternal life is available to every one of us who turns and embraces Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Unfortunately, sometimes we still want to hang on to the old life. And that's where we run into trouble because Christ is not living in the old man. He's living in the new man. And it's like the new man has a corpse handcuffed to his arm. Okay. Like, you know. Uh, it's hard to live a new life. This is where we have to die to self and rise with Christ. Everything Jesus won for me on the cross makes it possible for me to live in him and for him to live in me. And I encourage you, this new life, being born again, is going to be discussed during a preaching mission we're doing April 21st through the 23rd. It's uh, just three nights, and they're like an hour each night. But I've invited Father Walter Barrientos, who is a missionary uh, of Christ Church and is in Bolivia, to return and to speak to us uh, regarding a book he has just written called Be Born Again. And uh, Father Walter is, Walter is such a spirit filled man, and uh, he has such an amazing testimony of, of miraculous healing. I I encourage you to come and, and to hear him speak about being born again and all that that can mean for you and for me. And that's going to be April 21st through the 23rd. Being born again, this is the life and the power that Paul prays for every believer to know. If you would, pull your pew Bible out. It's Ephesians 1, verses 16 through 20. And when you find the page, shout out the page number of the pew Bible. 979. Congratulations, that was pretty good, pretty fast. All right, let's, let's. I'm going to read part of this, then we're going to read part of this together. Paul is praying this for you and for me, and it's a prayer that you and I can offer for each other, praying that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation and the knowledge of Him having the eyes of your hearts enlightened. Now read with me the next sentence, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe. According to the work of his great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead, and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Imagine what we're talking about here. Imagine the fullness of what we are talking about here. The same power that created the universe, the same power that raised Jesus from death, this power is available to every son and daughter of our Father in heaven. And this life and this power, and this isn't, This isn't a televangelist telling you this and then telling you to send him a check, okay? This is St. Paul telling you this. He doesn't make any money off of it. He is telling you that this is what he prays for you to know, okay? And this life and this power can all be ours when we stop living as orphans and accept our Heavenly Father's love by receiving what he has done in Jesus Christ. It requires letting go of old lives so we can be free to live the new life. We can't fully experience new life as long as we cling to the old life, so we have to let go. See, on the cross, the old life was canceled and cut off. Don't try to get any value out of it. It's done. Let it go and let Christ live in you, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe? It's a good offer. I encourage you to take God up on it. If you're here today and have never known that Christianity is all about this new life and love. If you've always thought Christianity was one of those feel bad and do more, try harder. Raise your hand if that's what you grew up thinking. Feel bad, do more, and try harder, okay? That's not the gospel, okay? That is not the gospel. It's certainly not the gospel of the kingdom. I was talking with Skip Hedgepath a while back, and uh, I said, you know, I am so tired of, of Christian preachers who preach on try harder, do more, because I don't need to try harder. I need to die harder. I need to die and let Jesus live in me. I hope you can understand that Christianity is about life and love, and I encourage you to embrace Christ today. Surrender your old life to Him, and let Him begin to live in you. Regardless of why you decided to come to church today, you're not here by accident. Before the world was even created, God knew that you would be here in 2023 on Easter Day at Christ Church, at the 1045 service. And he was keeping track of that day so that he could get your attention long enough to say to you, you matter to me. I love you. Regardless of your past, regardless of your problems, regardless of the mistakes you have made in your life, Jesus Christ says to you today, I see everything you're going through. I know it all. I see the ache in your heart. I see the pressure on your mind. I see the pain you are experiencing. I see the regrets you carry. I care about you and I want to help you. Accept what Jesus has won for you. Accept what Jesus has done for you by his death and resurrection. And invite him to make his home with you. Let us pray. Father, we come here from many places and many traditions, many backgrounds. Uh, Father, I ask you to give us the joy of knowing the gospel of your kingdom. Give us the joy of knowing that you have created us to be your children and that you sent your son so that we could be reconnected with you that Jesus is the big brother who came and fought off the bullies and brought us home to you. Father, help us to trust in him as we trust in you. Help us to enjoy the freedom from death, the freedom from fear that he has won for us. Father, if those who are here today who uh, do not know you, let your Spirit show them who you are, and give them the opportunity to embrace your Son and be brought into your family. We ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah! Christ is risen. Hallelujah! Thanks for tuning in. For more information, feel free to visit us online at ccanglican.com. We hope you will join us again soon.